Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And Chris Scott, who has them sitting atop the ladder. Chris, welcome back to Crunch Time. Thanks, Jared. Good to be with you. What's the cautionary tale out of this game last year when Essendon went nine goals to two in the first half? Does it does it sit there as you prepare to meet them again? Oh, it's got slight relevance. I think only slight, given it was uh, you know almost a year ago, if not a year ago. Um, and our side in particular uh, is quite different. I think we're playing a slightly different style as well. But if we do go back for just a moment, I think it, there are some similarities in their situation. They were really struggling. Um, at least that was the perception at the time uh, and, and found a way to play uh, their best footy against us. So this year, if you listen to what you believed in certain quarters, then they were as bad as any team in the comp and, Five weeks later, they're as good as any team. And I, I think that the latter is probably closer to the truth. Now, exactly what they can deliver is hard for us to predict, except that we know that at their best, they're really dangerous. And in particular, their scoring power um, is is a real threat. Down her back makes a big difference. So um, we're focusing more on what we saw the last couple of weeks from them um, and the way we've been playing the last couple of weeks as opposed to 12 months ago. What did you take out of their Anzac Day performance? Well, I think they take some confidence from the fact that they were outplayed early and looked like they were out of the game at stages, but found a way to, to come back into it. And I think most people would say that you know, it was, wasn't just their, their scoring, but their ability to pressure was uh, significant. And Danaher, in particular, was a, was a real threat on a really good player, uh, in, in more. So they have some um, flexibility to their game um, and it's not it's not a matter of just getting on top of them and then you have the rest of the, the game your own way. They have a few change-ups. They you know, have a, a midfield group that they prefer, but they also have a couple of players in their forward half who they can throw up the ground to give them um, a little bit of impetus if they're, um, they're, I guess their first-choice options aren't delivering as well as they'd like. Chris, uh, how are you going, mate? Their um, their best footy looks looks like McKenna and Sard streaming out of the back line. You've got a forward line now, which is putting on more pressure, seemingly more pressure this year. Uh, do you assign somebody with specific targets laid on those two to actually restrict their run, or obviously a total team uh, uh, interaction with them? Yeah, thanks, Dermot. Um, I think difficult in today's footy to assign that task to just one person, Mm -hmm. Um, certainly without um, pulling apart your structure completely. And um, even if you did try to do that, there would be situations where there'd be other players better placed to get some pressure on them. So I guess the the moral of the story is that it needs to be a bit more of a team focus. But 
when you have players like McKenna and Sard in particular who who get given the ball almost irrespective of um, their positioning at times, it's, it's a bit naive to think uh, in terms of just stopping them getting the ball. It's, it's more a matter of once they do get it, what happens? And I agree with you. I think when, when they can play with speed out of their, their back half, and it's not just their defenders, their mids get back and, and Heppel and Merritt and those types give them some good good ball use from behind centre, they, they can be really dangerous. So um, I, I said midweek, and I, I, I think I'm right in that if they attack really aggressively with low risk, they're almost impossible to stop. Um, but there just needs to be some some risk associated with um, with with their plan A. So, so can you give us a picture of your whiteboard and uh, if you're willing to, and let us know what you want your uh, forwards, your midfield that presses up uh, at them, how they want to play those two lads. Well, it does become a real team focus. So you, you summed it up quite succinctly there. It's it's not just the forwards putting pressure on, but it's it's the midfielders making sure that um, we do pr- uh, compress the ground and strongly and, and make sure that they don't get too much space. So if and a little bit to our ball use as well, they they do sweat on turnovers. Um, I, I think at least it tends to be our method that we think we defend best when we. Um, pose a, um, an attacking threat going forward. So Gary Ablett's a, a good um, example of that. Um, I don't think anyone would have thought that, that Gary um, would be our best pressure forward this year. But if his opponent, and it could well be Saad, um, has his hand full trying to stop Gary defensively, then naturally that blunts his ability to, to um, attack on the rebound. Can I ask you, we, we've... We've heard, like Ken Hinckley said, when he has his young players in, he said he doesn't systematically take them out at times just to give them a breather and a bit of space and, and, and let their bodies recover. What's your feeling about those types of blokes you have in your team? Like uh, Brian Myers comes to comes to mind and, and uh, Jordan Clark and these types. Of, what's your philosophy with the young players who've come in this season and doing well and looking after their body at league level? Well, I think my answer will be um, more based on our longer-term um, philosophy, and it hasn't changed in terms of managing our younger players. So I started along in 2011, and we managed our young players um, and, and players at the other end of the spectrum um, that are sort of post-30 um, from quite early in that season, and we've continued that every year that, that I've been involved. And even this year, we've... we've managed Jordan Clark out of one game. Brandon Parfitt and Jack Henry missed with injury, but they're only one-weekers, but you effectively get the, the same sort of result. Our view is that um, traditionally um, teams have been dictated too much by the fixture uh, as opposed to having a look at the development of those players um, over a, a multi-year period. And um, Our view would be to get the best out of them over that three- or four-year period. It's just the wrong thing to do to push them to get up to play every week, especially if it means their training has got to be limited to, to allow them to get through games. We think that you know, that can lead to players running into injury issues down the track. So it is a balance. We, we would like to be um, a more cohesive and stable um, unit than we have been in the past. And most of that 
lack of stability has been um, through injury. So we're, we're slightly better placed with that now. But if, if we're 50-50 on a young player, um, we tend to go the, the more um, conservative option. Chris, can I ask you about uh, one of your players who's had a, a huge influence this year, Reese Stanley? You seem up close. What what do you see his improvement sort of? Where, where, where's it? Where's the most obvious point that it's come from? Do you think? I think most of it revolves around his body. Early in his career, he um, was, um, I think, highly rated at St Kilda because of his physical attributes, and he is. He's a very, very impressive um, athlete, 200 centimetres. If he's not the strongest at the club in virtually every area, he'd be very close on, on all measures. And he's super quick as well. Um, so the, the, the downside to players with that type of makeup is they, they tend to be quite um, highly strung and, and, and prone to, um, to injury if they're not managed really well. So we've learned... Uh, how to manage Reese a little better. And I think he's got to know his body a bit better as well. So it's it's very hard to be confident in your game if you've got um, doubts over your ability to run fast and, and recover from games. So he's ticked that box. And then the other thing is we, we brought him in as a ruckman. We tended to play more as a key forward. He even had a year as a key defender at St Kilda. And we've been able to settle him down in that position. And I think he's learned his craft. Um, it took him a while to, to learn his craft. I think he's a lot more confident that if he does come up against a really good ruckman in the comp and they uh, are beating him, he's got a few change-ups um, that can help him get back into the game. One big picture out of the Herald Sun today. Cat's eye Jezza for life after Hawkins. Is Jeremy Cameron uh, your long-term succession plan for Tom Hawkins? Oh, yeah. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. There's about 50 others on that list as well. Um, 25 of them are on GWS's list. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard so many players that were after and I'll try to answer it honestly. Are you interested in Jeremy Cameron? Yep. I can't remember any discussions about him, but um, that's good to know. Sometimes I'm the last to hear this stuff, Jared. <laughs> Is there any way that you could see that happening? Oh, not off the top of my head. Um, I, I imagine he'd be a pretty sought-after player um, and he'd come with a fair price tag. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't consider him... I hadn't, he actually caught me by surprise. I hadn't seen that um, that referred to publicly. But, yeah, that, as a coach, that's, that's great news if there's any possibility. But as I said, I haven't really been across um, any discussions around that or how that might happen. We're pretty keen on Josh Kelly too. Yes. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few others. Charlie Kerner will take him. Yeah, yeah so Hawks, Hawks got a few breathing down his neck, it sounds. <laughs> good, good stuff. That's a very good answer. Hey, uh, good luck tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll see you at the Country Festival. Can't wait. Thanks, guys. Good to talk. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91